Welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics from weird science to everyday miracles. We feature interesting people, places, and ideas. This podcast is about getting curious, educating ourselves, and celebrating all the wild, wonderful, and sometimes weird aspects of this world we share. The intent of the show is to open up our minds to new ideas in a fun and informative way and ultimately help deepen our connection with ourselves, each other, and this world we interact with. If you like deep discussions and out-of-the-box topics, you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome everyone to the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast, where today we are chatting with Jennifer Thompson, who is a fellow Newfoundlander like myself. And we had a chat yesterday for the first time. And I have to tell you, I think the both of us were thinking, oh my goodness, I want to stay on the call, but I have to get on with my day. It was just one of those um, instant connections. And so I, I know the audience, I know you all will really enjoy her. She is um, working with human design. Now that's just one of her many passions, but it is the one we're going to focus on today. She's also a yoga teacher. And what I love most about Jennifer's story is that she was actually in the corporate world and she fell in love with human design and the concept of it so much and wanted to share it with the world. So she quit her corporate job to do it full time. And anybody who's ever done that before, taken a big leap, you know how freaking scary that is. So kudos to you, Jennifer. I am so excited to get right into this today, especially after our conversation yesterday, because you are just such a beautiful, enthusiastic soul. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. That's amazing. (laughs) From the heart, girls, from the heart, you are amazing. Oh, I appreciate that. As are you. And you just have, I love that you're doing this because it just, it just aligns so well with like how you're meant to get your word out and how you're really meant to share your gifts as we chatted about yesterday. And we could have kept that call going for like hours. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's um, well, for the listener tuning in, I have my human design chart read by Jennifer yesterday and I very similar to the natal chart reading I had done, I felt seen, like seen to the nth degree, to the nth level. It was just, oh my goodness, I loved it. Mm. Um, And so I thank you for that. And I can't wait for anybody who decides that they want to get it done after this, that uh, I can't wait to hear what happens. In saying that, first of all, the audience may not know anything about human design and most of them don't know anything about you. So I want first to talk about you, Jennifer. How did you, um, there's always a journey to this, right? So I want, I would love for you to fill us in with your journey. Oh, yeah. So um, I worked in the banking and investment industry for about 16 years. And it is very different than the world I exist in now, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Um, But yeah, I think this journey really started for me. I I knew that there was something bigger than me out there and I felt so disconnected and I felt like I was just lost. You know, I think I just felt very lost and I went through a very wild stage where I tried to numb out my feeling of being lost. And then I I found yoga and from yoga, I found um, Reiki. And then 
I got really into this uh, woo-woo world, whatever you want to call it. And then I found human design. And human design, I kind of found by fluke. And I was listening to a podcast one day. And one of the teachers that I have actually studied with, um, or I've learned from, I should say, I heard her on a podcast with another woman. I believe it was, I think it was Lacey Phillips. And she started talking about human design. And I was like, wait a second, who is this? Like, what is this system? How have I not heard about it? And it is a very new system. It is a very new, um, I don't want to call it a belief, but it is almost like it doesn't, it's a system that doesn't really, you don't need to prescribe to a religion. You don't need to prescribe to any like type of philosophy or anything like that. It is literally just this beautiful system that it makes you feel seen. And I, I kind of fell down the rabbit hole with it. And I was like, I need to know everything like literally everything and I think it was like a month of just me like straight listening to podcasts and googling stuff and like telling my friends about it and really just going all in and then I did my reader training after about a year of kind of like really exploring human design and living my design because that is a process in itself and Interesting enough, I, um, and we chatted about this yesterday, but like the universe will kind of let you go so far off your path and then it'll be like, okay, look, I got to course correct you and it'll, and it will course correct you. And for me, I, uh, I got really, really sick. I was taken off work. Um, and I didn't really realize, I mean, I always knew in my heart, I wasn't going to be in the investment industry forever but I didn't realize just how out of alignment I was and how I was truly going against my own design by living in that world. And then I, after being off work for a few months, like just really, really sick, I I decided, I was like, I can't go back. Like, I can't go back to that environment. I can't, like, I can't get well in that world. So I quit and I, I just started doing human design and I, um, and Reiki is something I kind of, it's touch and go with me. I I do it for certain people and I've recently started teaching yoga again, but human design is really just this. um, It is the most beautiful tool I think anyone can utilize because it gives them the power to not only be seen, but to also really look at it and be like, these are all the gifts I brought into this life. This is all the stuff that I am meant to like embrace and live and breathe and be. And like, who am I to tell the universe that like, I can't do this, you know? Like, who am I to not be this person? And I think the more people who really begin to explore it and play with it and embrace it, we get to see that not only a greater set, like acceptance for ourselves, we accept other people and it's a greater love for other people. And it's a greater way of understanding that people are, we're all in different parts of our journey. We all have different ways of learning. We all have different ways of responding and like making decisions. And what works for me isn't going to work for someone else, but we can really provide this this beautiful platform or this beautiful way for people to just step into their power. And that's all I want to do. Like, I just want to help people feel seen and to see themselves the way I see them, which is like these beautiful creations who came here to change the world. And like now more than ever, like we need people to help change the world. Mm, Agreed. Beautifully said. Mm. Beautifully said. And I think, I think you're right. I think that that's um, actually happening more and more, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's no coincidence that 
say yourself that you went from the corporate world to this. It's no coincidence that I've gone from, you know, the career that I, I have been in for years, a hairstyling and then into coaching. And then as soon as I opened up my mind to coaching, it was the next level was, Oh, there's way more here spirituality. Like, cause I was like, I was like top level psychology, you know, like that's, that's my gig. That's my jam. And uh, yeah. So I, I definitely think that people are, I think we are being shown so much that there's more to life and mm. it's hard to ignore, you know? So it's only, I think it really, at this point, it's only the people who are um, just not willing yet, which is cool, um, that aren't seeing these things, right? Yeah. So in the end, um, not in the end, in the beginning <laughs> of your journey, I know that we uh, talked yesterday and I there was a cute little story you told, a little vulnerable, but not not too bad about your dad. And I really, yes. I, I just think for the listener, anybody, because a lot of the listeners who, who are on here, either they're um, beginning their spiritual journey, or this is just something cool for them to listen to, to hear, to feel like they have a community, right? Mm. Of people who are into searching the little, little corners of the world for all these like little weird little tidbits of connections, right? Um, and you had a story about your dad and how coming from the corporate world and then having to <laughs> quote, quote unquote, like convince him or like just get his approval. Yeah. That story. It was so fun. Yeah. So my dad, so in human design, my dad is a projector and projectors um, are definitely like my most favorite energy type. And they also see things in like a very clear way. So I have, um, like, I just, I think my dad is like the most magical person in the world and he is absolutely hilarious. And I remember when I first told him that I was thinking about, um, about quitting, he was just like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? Because on paper, I had like an amazing job. I was making amazing money. I had amazing benefits. And he was just like, Jennifer, like, what are you thinking? Like, is this even sustainable? And I wanted, so I did his reading for him and I was so scared. Um, and I remember sitting at his island and I was like watching him. And in this moment, I was like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't like this, like if he tells me this isn't going to work, like he knows, like, and that's not necessary. I think it was just like my, my, me really wanting his approval. <laughs> and he was like leaning against his counter and he had his arms crossed and he had one hand on his chin. He was just kind of looking at me with this, like, he was processing it. And I was so in that moment, I was like, oh my God, here it comes. He thinks I'm crazy. Like he thinks that I have lost my mind and my marbles are gone and the system, like, what am I doing? And after a moment, he just looked at me and he was like, you're going to do really, really well with this. And it was the most powerful thing because if he had looked at me and been like, you are off your rocker. Like the first time I told him I wanted to leave the corporate world, he was like, what are you thinking? Like, look at how hard you've worked to get here. Cause I did, I like busted my ass. Um, and he just, and it was like, in that moment, I just felt this like weight release. And I was like, oh my God, he sees me. And it was so powerful and it was so transformative. And I mean, he has been, him and my, my stepmom have been, the biggest supports to me um it's like especially my stepmom she is like something else and, and entirely but in that moment when he told me like you're gonna do really well with this because I was like my dad is not woo woo like 
Paul <laughs> is not a woo-woo. Paul the projector likes facts. He likes things that add up. He likes when it all comes together really neatly. And I'm like sitting down. And I mean, the beautiful thing with, with human design is it's not just like based, it, there are esoteric systems that it's based on. So astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, but it's also based on science and the science of neutrinos. So I find when people like logic and they like things that kind of come together in that way, I can, I can tie that in. I can tie the science part and I can chat with them about that. I can level with them in a different way. But for my dad, it was like, I mean, I think in, in, and whether it's conditioning or not, but I think like we all deep down want our, want our parents to approve of what we're doing. We all want them to be proud of us, you know? And when he said that, and I mean, I like, I, I was so excited to read his chart. The fact that he even let me read his chart is like mind blowing in itself. But he just like in that moment, he saw me and he saw this passion I had. And he was like, no, like this is going to be, you're going to do so good with this. And I was like, ah. and I mean, like even now, like he like will still chat with me about his chart. He asked me questions, which is so cool. Um, if anyone, so if anyone's listening and you have a projector in your life, just as like a tivit, make them feel seen. Projectors have such beautiful wisdom and they are here to share it, but they need to be invited because otherwise they're just like throwing balls at the wall and it's going to hit them in like their face, you know? And like my dad, like he loves to tell me what he thinks, you know, like dies to tell me what he thinks. But what's happened is I now recognize like he just has advice he wants to share. So even whether like I want to hear it or not, I'll ask him, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to like take his advice and like do my own thing with it. But like, that's how he feels seen. That's how he feels valued. And the more we can kind of understand each other and understand how we work and understand the gifts that we have, we can really just bring each other up. We can lift each other up, you know? So, and the, I mean, like, and the support that he's given me, like, since then, but it was terrifying. I remember, like, just him, like, looking at me and I was like, oh man, here it comes. I, he is going to like lace into me and tell me like not to do what I want to do. That's I had it. a similar experience actually. And that's why I wanted you to share it. It's just because if I've had it, you've had it. Mm -hmm. Then other people who have, um, you know, if they're even on the cusp of, of I'm going to change my life and what are people going to think? And those, especially those in the inner circle. And I think yeah. you're right. Like, you know, it is partly conditioning, but I also think it's partly, um, when we come into this earth, we're 50% mom, 50% dad, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we're all us We're you know, yeah. we're, you know, I'm all me, you're all you. Um, but I just feel like maybe that 50% of knowing it's, it's almost like it's one thing to accept yourself. And that's the main goal in life, but to have the support of being accepted by the two people that are in at your flanks, like your wings. Yeah. Um, whether that be your biological parents, even like forget about the 50, 50, we're just talking yeah. about close tribe, right? Like those yeah. parents that the, it could be your grandparents, whoever raised you to have those, um, a hell of, you know, be right there at your flanks and, mm -hmm. and on by your side means everything, you know, does if you know, you're not walking alone, although we're never walking alone, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's a feeling of security. So I get that too. When I actually, um, so everybody was okay with me opening up my own salon suite, you know, that happened a couple of years ago now. Um, and that was my first step into autonomy, you know, complete autonomy. I was taking care of myself. It felt amazing because as you know, from my chart, I am like, 
I, I really enjoy to uh, do it myself, you yeah. know, and do things for myself. So it's, <laughs> yes. It's strong. I've, had, I've had quite a few different readings now uh, along the years and especially in the past couple months since the podcast. So I've accepted that now and um, it is what it is. So anyways, when I told, though, when I knew that, when I had that freedom and then uh, when COVID hit, I took the opportunity to then uh, go down the path of my dream, which was coaching, because all I want to do is help people. That's all mm-hmm. I want to do. I want to help people um, to be more, more uh, feel at more home and peace in themselves, um, because I never did. It took me so long to feel at home and at peace with myself, you know, and I still have days and moments where I'm like, oh, wait, okay, I feel this. I, I'm not peaceful right now. So I need to get back to peace. And but I have the tools, you know, and so all I want to do is share them. And uh you know, being a successful hairstylist, like, I mean, I'm not saying that there are so, there are so many people who are so, so much better at doing hair than I am, because it's not my true, true passion. My true passion is sharing, but I am a grinder. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the nth degree of what I can do it to. So, you know, I've had some really great successes. And so I had, uh, I felt like in the beginning, I had to earn the right to be a hairstylist. And then I had to earn the right now to be a coach, right? To change my career completely in my late thirties. And my dad has been the biggest support. He, um, he had to change his career in, in his thirties. And so he had a great career, but it just basically, they said either you move to Toronto or you have to change jobs. You know, you have your job is redundant. Sorry. So he decided to be an, um, uh, an, an, an investor. <laughs> he works with investors groups. So he's, what do you call that again? What is uh, that? An investment advisor. Thank you. So he decided to go into that, but the first couple of years of that were grinding. Like he was telling me and I could cry now because he had two kids. And so I actually have gone down part-time to hair and I'm doing um, coaching full-time, you know, mm. like just building the brand full-time. And um, there are times when I am making less money now than I've made my entire life. And just to hear him say, Stephanie, there were times I had to pay investors group, you know, yeah. there were t- in the beginning, just because that was the way it worked at the time. And so there were times when he took home negative paychecks and he had a son and a daughter there. So he told me, he said, Stephanie, whatever you need to do, do it. It yeah. takes time. You're going to sacrifice. You're going to, you know, it's not going to be easy, but you will be successful. And those weren't just exact words, but that's the feeling I got. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just feel like for the listener in, you're not necessarily going to get that support. I, I get that. You're not going to get that support. You may get it. You may not. But the whole point is, is that the dominoes will fall into place when you choose to walk your purpose. And that's what I want to go over with human design, because that's what I'm getting from even the one talk with you is that when you start to walk your purpose, when you know your purpose, when you are shown, either you've shown it or um, it's, it's validated within you, then all those little fears about what will people think, whether it be your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma, your aunt, your uncle, whether you don't know those people, but it's your best friends, right? Who are your support things will fall into place. Maybe not right away, but they will because that's what you came here for. So I would love for us to get into human design as much as you see fit for, you know, a a 45 to an hour and 15, whatever podcast. Yeah. Let's, let's give the listener a little, um, a little depth, go a little bit deep into human design. Yeah. So human design, once again, as I had kind of 
I mentioned it's a system. So it's an esoteric, like it's based off esoteric systems. So I'm, I'm going to be like super honest with you. There are still aspects of these different systems that I'm learning about um, because I feel it's really important to honor the roots of it. So the I Ching, it is one of the most ancient Chinese texts. Um, they call it the Book of Lines and it was used to kind of answer questions about the future. It's based off the Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, the 32 branches of it. Um, that is a, it's a Jewish mysticism teaching. And essentially it is used to bring us closer to God. It's astrology. So, I mean, everybody like knows about astrology and the planets and how they impact us. And that it's like real, this planets really do impact us, man. It's 100%. bananas. Yeah. And then the chakra system are the four esoteric systems. But we are, so one thing I, I like get so excited about with human design is it's based off of nine chakras, not seven. And it's because we are evolving. And it's funny because like a lot of times when we talk about evolution, we act like we're like, like we are the like evolved species. <laughs> it's bananas. Um, like if there's one thing humans are good at, it's like thinking that the world revolves around us. Um, 110%. Right? Um, but it, we are evolving and we're evolving to these more feeling beings, these more, um, oh, you guys are going to see one of my cats. Um, these more... I love it. I pause that for a second. These, but uh, you've got the cat there, and I'm here. I've got Winston behind me, and he's snoring so loud. <laughs> I have, I've adjusted my speakers to like that, like kind of drown out any background noise. So if the listener hears a little muffling, it could be the cat who is now yep. on his lap, um, or it could be Winston snoring away in the background. But the, <laughs> Animals, I know, right? us, yeah, it's animal energy is amazing to have around. So yeah, continue. I, I thank you for that. Continue. Yeah. Um. And and so we're evolving to these more feeling species, these like human beings, these where it's it's more not just for ourselves but for others too, right? We're just becoming these more connected because we're very disconnected right now, very disconnected. And then it's based on the science of neutrinos, which are these like subatomic particles that travel at like just a little bit slower than the speed of light. They carry mass and they are penetrating us in every minute of every day. Like we all, like everything, you know, and then they link up with our DNA and the I Ching and the Kabbalah link up with the strands in our DNA. And it's like, it's mind blowing. But what happens is it produces this chart that is essentially the contract your soul made with the universe before you even incarnate it, before you even arrived on earth. This is like you in the universe. It's like, have you seen the movie Soul? Uh, no, I, I have not. No. Okay. Okay. I'm writing it down. So write it down because it is like, I've watched it seven times. Um, but there's this you one thing like me with that, uh, the cartoon that, um, uh, it's, I can't even remember the name right now, but I watched it a few times years ago. It's the one with all the, the young girl and she has all the little, um, Oh, inside, inside, out. inside out. That was my, one of my favorites. Yeah. 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 I've watched that one a lot too. I, I, okay. I'm an obsessive watcher with things, but you know, in soul, they kind of chat about like before souls come into earth and like the process of it, but it is that we're like talking to the universe and we're like, cool. Like, this is what I'm going to experience. This is what I'm going to like our soul purpose, our soul contracts. And I really love the soul contract aspect of it because I feel like, um, as humans, like a lot of stuff can happen to us and we pick like, and things, and like, it's not, I'm not trying to downplay anything. I'm not trying to make light of anything, but when, here, oh, sorry, I'm going to have to hear Panda stop eating the cord. <laughs> I love it. Her name is Panda or him. Yeah. But yeah. Then, 
then or them, whatever they prefer the pronoun, right? But uh, that she's black and white for anybody who is on the podcast and not on the uh, YouTube version. She's the sweeter name is Panda. Yeah. Oh. There's something. Um, so when we look at it, and it's really interesting because every experience that we've had in life, whether we label it as a good experience or a bad experience, is something we have chosen. And that is, and it's so hard sometimes to really look at it from that because there can be tragic loss, there can be traumatic events, there can be so many different things. But we sometimes forget that, like, if something happens to us involving another individual, it may not be like, we may just be playing a role in their karmic path Mm -hmm. in their contract, you know? Mm -hmm. So with human design, it's this, it's, it's like this blueprint for how you're meant to live, how you're meant to thrive, how you can live in alignment. Um, It talks about the gifts you have, the superpowers you have, your karmic purpose, like different environments that you will thrive in, your your motivation in life, how you view things. It talks about different themes that will play out in your life, where you're really open to conditioning, where your greatest teachers will be. And and my favorite part with human design is I love... um, So I really like to teach people how to, and I don't want to say teach, but to help them see themselves, A, like the person they truly came here to embrace. And I know you and I chatted about this yesterday, but the person you really came here to step into. And and if you think about it, like everything that we kind of take on, we take on from the age of children. So we have all of these stories that we can take on. We have all of these beliefs that we can take on, you know, this whole, you know, belief of our own, you have to work a nine to five and like success has to be a struggle and success can be hard. And it has, you have to like pour your blood, sweat and tears into things. And, you know, if you're for like, so just as an example, if you have an undefined ego center or heart center in your body graph, your motivation isn't going to be consistent. You're not like, you're just not meant to be consistent. And the more you try to fight that, so say you wake up and you have like some stuff you need to get done and you're really just like, there's just part of you and you're like, man, I just don't want to do this. I just want to go outside and like get this done or like just be present with this. You will try and force yourself to do it. And I am like living proof of this because as much as I know about my chart, I still like to argue with the universe. And, you know, I'm like, that's what you well, think. And arguing with Mother Gaia, right? Like, we yeah, our mothers, it just is what it is. Oh, yeah. Whether it, be, whether it be, you know, Earth Mom or Big Earth Mom. Yeah, <laughs> Universe Mom. It's like, you think I'm going to be unmotivated right now? I got another thing to tell you. Um, but I have discovered in the times when I am feeling really motivated to get something done, I can get it done like this. Like, there's no stopping me. But if I'm not motivated to get something done, and I'm trying to force myself, I'm just going to get really frustrated. So like the trick I do is if I wake up and I'm really not feeling into something, I don't do it. I'll go and do something that I'm excited about, that I have passion about, that I really want to be doing. And what happens is then I'll kind of like generate this energy. And when it comes time to get it done, I'm like fueled and I'm ready and I'm excited, you know? And then there are other days where like, I just, I need to take a break. You know, I can do, in March, I did, I can't even tell you how many readings I did. And then when April came, I was like, I need to take a step back. And it's not that I didn't love doing readings. It's not that I didn't love doing human design, but I just, I needed to, I needed to shift my attention to something else. And I did it. And it was, and it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed, you know? So it's this beautiful system that can just help you understand if you have an undefined crown, you're going to think you need to ask other people their opinion. 
you're going to think like other people know the answer. You're trying to solve other people's problems or you're like this pressure to always be like, what should I think about? What should I find inspiring? What should I be like figuring out? Like, do they know what I should be thinking about? Do they know what I should be doing? But that's just, a, it's a pressure. It's just an energy. It's not necessarily, like, it's not true, you know? And the more that you can kind of embrace your design and really begin to work with it as opposed to against it. Like if you have a lot of passivity in your chart, you're not meant to, like structure isn't going to be great for you. It is going to suffocate you. Your top arrow, I believe is pointing, right? I think we talked about, yeah. you don't need a ton of structure. So right. if you're waking up and you're doing the same thing day in, day out, that's going to like, just not be a great thing for you. It's going to be really suffocating. That was the biggest thing yesterday that you shared with me that, um, I think out of, because as I told you, like, as we discussed yesterday, I've been on a journey, so I'm, I'm pretty self-aware, you know, in general speaking. And uh, that made me feel so seen and validated my feeling because exactly like you said, for me, I really feel resistance within when I'm doing things that do not feel right. And I know everybody has, re I know, I know that I'm assuming everybody feels resistance when they're doing something they don't want to do, but I feel it. And, um, just on a side note, I actually, to the point where one year I worked with, I work with Redkin. It's uh, and I love the company. They're a great brand. And one year I took on too many contracts. So I was traveling, I was doing the thing, like, you know, doing the travel, doing my gig, traveling the world, you know, or at least North America, teaching, sharing my, you know, sharing, sharing knowledge, which I love to do. Not the knowledge, I wasn't sharing the knowledge I was super passionate about because the knowledge I'm super passionate about is this stuff and coaching, mm -hmm. but I was sharing. So that felt great. But it got to a point where I didn't have a day off in like, I think it was five months. And I had put myself in a situation where I accidentally said something that made, that was perceived as I said yes to a contract so that the first weekend I would have off in three months was going, I had to work. And so I was like, oh no, I didn't know I said yes to that, but I did feel an obligation, whether it be, you know, right or wrong. Do you know what happened? I cried on the phone with my boss at the time, my leader. And I said, I need a break. I need a break. The next day I broke my own hand in my car door. Oh, that is sounds so painful, but like that is yeah, like, it was okay. So before the listener cringes, obviously, cause I saw your face. Um, I will let everybody know my body kicked in. It wasn't as painful as what you think. I knew it was broken, but I wasn't feeling a whole lot of pain. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I'm That's so saying. tense. I did. I did have to have surgery, but my point in saying this is, is that you said this yesterday, I believe. And it is that, and you might've said it this morning, but I know it came out of your mouth mm. um, that, you know, there's only so long the universe is going to let you do the things that don't work. So that gave me 10 weeks of rest. Yeah. On the most, in the most beautiful summer, I have chills. The most beautiful summer we had in Newfoundland in years. I pretty much did whatever I wanted aside from being able to dress myself properly and being able to use the washroom with ease because it was my, it was my dominant hand. Just saying. <laughs> um, so the universe wanted to give me a big lesson there, but it was just such a beautiful thing. And I think that that's the power of um, recognizing doing, doing all this work on ourselves and, and really getting to know ourselves in the deeper levels, which is what I know you can offer us with human design mm. for sure. 
So um, I know I took us on a little tangent. So no, no, no. I'm gonna, I love I'm gonna it. let you reel us back in. <laughs> no, that's, and do you know what's funny? Because that is such a form of manifestation. Um, yeah. Like such a form of manifesting because we'll like say something and the universe is like, I heard that. Oh, and I'm going to like, with, like, I mean, I said it with passion. I yeah. was bawling saying, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, and so here's the thing, right? So like all of these stories that we've picked up, all of these beliefs that we've had, and we need to start challenging them. We need to start like saying, okay, is this something I genuinely believe? Like when I was in the corporate, and I mean, like I was really lucky when I got to Newfoundland and I got with the team I got with because they were like, they were really good. And I've worked with like some teams that haven't been that great. Um, but I've been really like lucky in my finance career. But the thing is like, some, if you start feeling like, well, is there more, like, I, I think when we're doing things and I mean, it's not that we're always going to be like totally on fire, lit up doing it. There like, there's points, I think to everything that we might be like, well, this isn't my favorite part of it, but overall, I still love it. You know, we understand that it's when we're doing something, we're like, this is a step for me to get to where I want to go. But if you're waking up every day and you're just not feeling this love or this drive or this excitement for what you're doing, can you be brave enough to kind of look at what you're doing? You know, can you be brave enough to explore that? So with human design, you know, there's five different energy types. Some schools will teach there's four because they group two of them together, but there's manifestors. And manifestors are very much the end, like they are here to be the cause. Like they will push the dominoes and the rest of us just kind of like, we are the dominoes. We go and we fall <laughs> into place. But they just like manifestors, like they they don't like being controlled by other people. They are super powerful. They have these massive energies and they are very much here to just like bring change, to bring newness. Then we have generators and generators are here to unapologetically do what it is they love without like explanation to anyone or justifying it. But it's like, if it, for them, like if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And generators, it's interesting, tend to have this like, this belief that they, um, they need to put other people first and they need to make other people happy and they need to do all these things for other people, even if they don't want to do it. But once again, like we are conditioned, especially from when we're little and for manifestors, like manifestors are told like to play small, you should be like seen, not heard. Don't be too big. Don't like, you know, keep yourself honed in. And this is conditioning because you're teaching them, you know, for a manifestor, you're teaching them to like all this big energy that they have. And like manifestors are bored knowing what they need. They know what they need to do. They know what they got to do in life. Like they don't need to really be parented, but they need to learn how to inform about what they're doing. But what happens is people try to control them. They try to control that power. With generators, they're taught that they're selfish if they do their own thing or if they say no to people. And that's, that isn't true. You know, that's just not true. You have mangens and mangens are kind of these like time benders. They're here to show us we don't need to live linearly. And like, they're here to blaze new trails and to go do all their things. And they have like, a th I'm a mangen. I have a thousand and ten interests. Like even like yoga, Reiki, human design. Like I love to cook. I love singing to my cats, like making up songs. Like I love it all, you know? But if I try to force myself just to focus on one of them, because I think, well, society isn't going to understand, you know, one of the scariest things that I experienced um, was when I switched my Instagram profile to from yoga to like sharing more of like myself and more of what I was interested in and more about human design. That was terrifying because my following was built off of yoga. 
And now I'm going to be like, like, I'm actually going to like peel back and show you all sides of me. And the world doesn't really know what to do with that. You know, and man gens can have conditioning of a manifester. They can have the conditioning of a generator. They have these two energies in them, but they are just these fun energies to be around, you know? And when generators and man gens are doing what they love, they literally create energy, which then fuels other energy types. But the more that they're doing things they don't want to do, they're going to burn themselves out. And then you have projectors. And I'm like, I said, like, I'm obsessed with projectors um, because they are these seers. They just, they know things. They just see things in a different way. They can help us be more efficient. They can help us be more effective. They can help us live happier, joy-filled lives. But they need to be invited to share what they see. They need to be invited to share um, their perspectives. And like, if they're little, and they're always being shushed or they're always like, they never feel like they're being heard or they don't understand that like what they have to say has value. They could either like completely shut down and never tell anyone anything or they're always telling people everything. And I mean, like, once again, like I love my dad. He is like, I consider him one of my closest friends. He's one of my greatest inspirations. He is just the most amazing person. But he loves to tell you what he sees, whether you want to hear it or not. So I had a choice. I could either get upset with him for always like telling me his opinion when I didn't ask for it, or I could beat him to it and I could make him feel seen. And I could build that, that muscle in him where he knows he can trust that I will come to him. He will trust that I want to hear what he has to say. You know, so like just recognizing, like if you have a projector in your life, listen to what they have to say, ask them. Hey, what do you think of this? And I mean, like, you don't need to ask them about everything, but like, let them know, let them know you see them. Reflectors are completely open. They have gates, but they don't have any of their centers defined. And they are meant to be in the middle of a community or a group or, um, and I, I, I say this, I'm going to use this word, but I don't mean I want it to be meant in the most respectful way. But when we were like thousands upon thousands of years ago, we lived in like smaller communities, smaller tribes, you know, and reflectors were at the middle of it because they mirror back to us how we're doing. They mirror back to us who we are and where we need to do better. And they, they just, they are literally a walking mirror. Like they just, and they, and like you meet a like reflector and they're the rarest energy type and they are, Oh yeah. And they are magic. They, you meet a reflector and they just have the most beautiful, unintrusive energy that wraps you in love. You know, I think I but met one the other day. Oh, oh yeah. They're just like the most sweetest, sweetest, sweetest souls. You know, like I just like, Oh my God. Anytime I meet one, I'm like, let me just <laughs> sit in your energy for a while. <laughs> um, one of my friends, actually her daughter is a reflector and the first time I got to meet her, I was so nervous because I'm like, man, if this kid doesn't like me, there is something in me that I am not seeing. And I was so, um, I were, oh man, I was so nervous. I remember being like, <laughs> and they were like, I, so I like pull up and I go in and her little girl like just looks at me and she kind of looks me up and down. And then she sits down. She's like, let's have a picnic. And I was like, I am the chosen one. You know, it's like a cat, like with cats, because like dogs love people. Cats are, well, my cats are an exception because they are, they love attention. But when you meet a cat that like isn't a people person and all of a sudden it comes and sits on your lap, you're like, I am. Right? Christ. Yes, <laughs> like, just call me Moses. Call me. Yeah. 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 
I'm just here now. I am like Mary Magdalene. Nobody can come near me. Um, and it's, but that and like reflectors, but they just, they just reflect back and they need to be um, in an environment that allows them to share their wisdom. So if they're children and they're growing up in an environment that, that is pushing them to like, like that's always changing or rushing them to make decisions. Like they, because they have no inner authority because they're all open, they need to wait a full moon cycle to make decisions. So if they're like conditioned from a kid, like a young age to be like jumping and rushing and rushing and rushing, they're going to step out of alignment. If they're never releasing what they're taking on, they're going to feel like, who am I? You know, like around every person, there's someone new, but that is because they're mirroring them. So the more that we can really just kind of like look at who we are as an energy. And it's like, I mean, there's so many variations with it as well. Like they're like human design can go so deep. And like my specialty, I shouldn't say my specialty, but the thing I really love doing with it is because I feel like in the, in the spiritual world, um, our shadow side gets a bit of a wrap. Um, I like to call it our, like our, our unseen side or our unloved side, but that is the side of us that literally, because if we're always like happy, we don't, we're not really like, I, I don't want to say we're not learning anything, but we just, then it becomes like, you know, that just becomes a, a neutral feeling. We're like, well, I'm always feeling this way, blah, blah, blah. Like, but how do you advance from that? How do you grow? How do you, how do you really look at the things within yourself to get to the next level? And it's by looking at the places that you, you condemn and the things that you judge in yourself and the things that you think are less than. So I really love when I, when I do readings with people and they, they're like, well, I'm feeling this way, or I'm feeling that way, or I feel like this resentment here, or I feel I'm feeling this bitterness here. And all of the energy types have like not self themes, which are gifts. They're just emotions. They will feel um, that will kind of help them course correct you know when they can be open and aware of them but the thing is we need to give ourselves permission to see these sides of us because the more that we condemn them and we keep trying to like become the spiritual person it isn't our journey will keep like the universe is just going to keep smacking us on our ass and putting us back down because it's like listen there's stuff you need to work through and like the so and I love to think of it like as energy because everything is an energy so all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, all of the words we speak and the, the food we consume and the movements that we make, it's an energy. And the more that we are living a life that feels joyful and, and, and I'm not saying that, I wanna preface this without, with saying that like, you can still build a really beautiful life and suffer from anxiety and suffer from depression and have like high highs and low lows. That is not what this is about. I, and I am so quick to shut down anything Thing that states otherwise like yeah the theory of like being happy without all of these other emotions is great um but that is impossible like there are literal functions within our body that cause us to feel depressed that cause us to feel sad like there are gates within human design that they're that they lead to depression for no reason and what will happen is we'll sink into this state and then we're like, well, something's wrong with me and I'm not going to manifest the life that I want. And I'm not going to have this because now this is the vibration I'm giving to the universe. No, like yeah, that's not true. That in psychology, a psychological struggle. It's like the, um, you know, there's inevitable pain with being on earth. That's, mm -hmm. that's part of, if you want to, you know, when we're going to talk about human design and signing a contract, we can, you know, some people uh, call it going to earth school, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you believe in, in it, you know, if you believe in multiple lives and you believe in karma, then basically on this, 
this grade of earth school that we've chosen to be on, right? So mm. I might be grade 11, you might be a third year university, your soul, right? Yeah. I like to think about it. But in order to um, learn, we know we have to make mistakes to learn, right? Like yeah. we know that, that that's part of it. So the universe puts things in our path, this is my belief, in mm -hmm. our path to make those mistakes. My An analogy came to me this morning, actually, and I thought, oh my goodness, this is great. Um, it was uh, the game Perfection. Have you ever played that? No. Perfection is the game. Okay, so you got to look it up. It's a little old school game, but basically it has a dial on the top and it has all these shapes and you just got to put like, you know, square in the square hole, uh, star in the star hole, moon in the moon hole. And then you um, you have only have so long to do it though before the game actually flips everything up. So basically what you're doing is you're putting all the pegs in the hole. So that's and the name of the game, like, come on now. You're telling me somebody wasn't smart there. So yeah. basically as you're trying to go along your perfect path and the timer's going before your next, you know, hurdle or whatever, before life flips it all again for you, you know, yeah. you're, and, and you just look at all these things and you got all these pieces in place. And all of a sudden, whether you're halfway through the game or whether you're three quarters of the way through the game, the game is going to flip you. Yeah. And so I think that that's a great analogy for life because yeah. it's, and it's not for, it's for the greater good because it's for evolution. It's the mm. same thing as any animal. All of us are in process of evolution at all times. That is life. You know, we mm. started off as, I mean, we all started off as orangutan, you know, whatever we were, we were not in this form in our body now, Neanderthals, you know? Mm. And so to get where we are now, we had to go through processes of knowing that whatever quality we had didn't work. And so you said something that really made me think actually, and I can't remember your exact words, but I know what it triggered in me was the fact that we have to evolve because every single year, every single day, every single moment, time is passing. And so things are changing. You know, if we're going to parent the same way, because I love this, I love how every, I'm not a parent, but I love how um, I'm a parent to me, I parent to myself, right? But um, I love how everybody looks at their, their last generation and be like, oh my God, we ruined them. You know, like, they, oh, what did we do? And it's kind of like, okay, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Number one, we have to parent differently every generation because the things around us are changing. And so if we're not parenting differently, if we're not evolving as people, we are actually going to have life pass us by and we will, uh, you know, just for the analogy, we will be Neanderthals in the new world and then we will be redundant. So pain, change, all those things are so that we don't become redundant. And if we don't look for the change, and this is the big thing that I'm learning is, is that we can look for pleasurable change. So in other words, like in our human contracts, this is what came to me this morning was the fact that if I'm following my human contract, my soul contract, sorry, um, so that I'm going about it, that's going to be more pleasurable pain, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, then, then the hand breaking, you know, like going against the grain where the universe had to come in and just like the game perfection, throw, toss everything out. Like, I mean, breaking your hand as a hairstylist. Wow. Right. Yeah. And that's what every, the first thing I heard from everybody. And you're a hairstylist. When I told the nurse, when she brought the x-rays back, she said, you're a hairstylist. I'm mm. so sorry. And I was like, I know, but you know, if for me, that was my perfection, that was my game of perfection saying, no, no, no wrong path. 
boom. But it was always for my greater good. There's not one thing I can look back on hindsight 2020. I can't, there's nothing I can look back on that to say that it wasn't for my greater good. And that's why I believe um, just this whole thing that you're doing. I mean, as you can tell, it sparks so much in me within 24 hours. And mm. I just am like, everybody, I got to go get your chart done. Um, so you mentioned about gates and everything. So, so far we've talked about the, the five different types. We've got manifestor um, generator, man, man gen or manifestor generator, which you are. I'm a generator. Um, we got projector, which I think is my father too. And then we have a reflector. Um, I don't know if I know any reflectors. I can't think of any right now, but except for the one I maybe met last week, she could be a, a reflector. But um, so then we have gates, you said. So we have, it, it yeah. goes further. Oh, like, and here's the thing with human design. So you can go so deep into this. And one thing I do want to say is like, there are, so it's, and it's so super specific to each individual because like, so I've done readings for people as generators and they're like, well, shouldn't I have all this energy or I don't really feel like a generator. But the thing is like, if they only have two centers defined in their chart, they may not feel like a generator. Their energy may not work the same way. It's not that they're not creating energy when like when they do what they love, they're definitely creating it, but maybe they just like to nap. And like, I, I'm a man gen, I love napping. Napping could be like, if there was an Olympic sport besides like eating, I would be a napper and I could <laughs> win it, you know? Yeah. And even with that, like, so there's different channels and the channels come from the Kabbalah, but there's, you know, like insert in the human design circuitry, there's each circuit has like different themes, each gate, each channel, like it could be a, a projected channel. It could be a generated channel. So we all have samplings of different energies within us, but our energy type is just how our energy is meant to work. So like our gates are superpowers, you know? So I believe one of yours, um, you have gate 50, which is coming out of the spleen. And it's this, this, when we were living in smaller communities, the people who had gate 50, were very much meant to uphold the values and the morals of the tribe. They were, they were the people, the lawmakers, the people who enforced it, the people who were like, we need to take care of our people. Like, this is how we become better. And it's, that is a big responsibility, you know, and in order, like they really need to step into it. And in order to do that, they just need to embrace that they are here to become their highest, most powerful self, to be that person who upholds the values of the community of your of your of your people and then even with um you have gate 34 which is this magnetic charisma when you're doing what you love like right now like you probably can like see me like just grinning away at you because you're just this, like you're so charismatic and you're just I'm like a kid out. I'm so excited I get like a kid but that is that is that gift you know like you walk in it's like how's your day my day is great perfect that is beautiful <laughs> But you know, and it's, and each gift has like a high vibration and a low vibration, but it's, can you take, and even with evolving, you know, someone once explained it to me, because if you're really into the spiritual world, what's going to happen is you're going to bump into every shadow thing you have Yeah, and it will come up and you can either like, and what happens, and I've like held space for a ton of people. And what will happen is we go through this emotion. Then we like see something within ourselves that we don't like, that we've judged as bad. And really like, if it's teaching us something, how can it be bad? So we'll label it as bad. We'll judge it as bad. And then we'll be like, well, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to deal with that. But the thing is, the more you, it's just going to keep coming up because that's how you step out of alignment. 
like you've dipped into a low vibration of a gift. That's okay. That doesn't mean that you're a horrible person. But can you look at it and can you be like, and I mean, I'm like, I've had so many experiences with this. And like, even, I mean, you can even look at like different profiles because different profiles have, and that's kind of our personality in human design. Um, so our energy type would be like how our energy works. Our strategy is how we're meant to share our energy. Our authority is how we're meant to make decisions to know which one is the right one for us. And once again, reflectors have to wait a moon cycle to kind of ride out all of the different uh, ways they feel with the moon. Um, and then we have our profile, which is our personality. And it's who we are as people. So you may find you have more in common with someone who has the same profile as you versus someone who has or a similar profile to you versus the same energy type, right? Um, but even with that, like I know for me, one of my, my biggest things is I really struggle to speak up. So like I have a four in my profile and I am a giver like through and through and through. I will like give until like, I'll chase a friend down the street and I'll be like, you look cold, take my jacket, you know, like, <laughs> and I will do it and I, like, and I'm so aware of this. And I mean, and then we can even get into the conditioning of different centers. So like I have an undefined heart center. So I know when I'm giving, like I have to make sure with myself, like, okay, I have an undefined heart center and I'm doing this. Am I doing it because I feel like I need to prove my value? I need to prove my worth. I need to prove that I'm like, I, I'm a good friend. Or is it really just coming from this, like this genuine place of wanting to give? And I think like we, people get really hesitant with that. And then they like, they start like judging themselves or judging other people. And it's not about any of that. It's literally like, this is just a fact, literally like, full stop. Here it is. What are you going to do with it? So for me, I know that um, if I feel like I've been giving and giving and giving, and then I'm starting to feel like it's not being uh, acknowledged or and not that I like, not that you do it for acknowledgement or to feel like, or to get thanks, but like, it's good to feel valued, you know? Yeah. And what will happen with a four is if a four is given and given and given, and they're not getting, they feel like it's just being taken advantage of, they might just shut down and like go off and find a new group of friends without even telling them like what's going on, you know? And I know for me, like, I really struggle with having um, to speak up and to say things and to be honest about how I'm feeling. That's been like a huge part of my journey. And I've really had to learn that like, I mean, like, I don't get it right all the time, maybe like not even half the time, but I'm learning and I'm open to it, you know, and I'm so, I'm so in love with the process of just finding these parts of me that want to be loved, finding these parts of me that just want to be seen and held because they're, we're always going to dip into a shadow state. We're always going to feel um, the low vibe of some of these gifts, but if you can recognize it and be like, oh, okay, cool. I understand that this is how I'm feeling right now. Or like, you know, there's one gate, um, it's the fear of inadequacy. And what will happen is if it dips into a shadow state, people become more obsessed with looking at other people's inadequacies. They become mm -hmm. more focused on what other people are doing or like judging other people. Like that is a low vibration. And do we you all- feel like, uh, sorry to interrupt, but like, do you no, feel no, no. The, because I've worked with so many people, the gate of inadequacy, uh, do you do you feel like a lot of people have chosen that gate because I or maybe it's just the people who are, are attracted to me because I feel like I chose that gate, you know? So I think we chose like everything we have in our chart we chose. And the interesting thing is, and the and like the most beautiful thing is anywhere in a chart where you have an like undefined center or you have a channel or a gate that isn't connected or filled, anytime you step into someone else's aura and they have that gate or channel or center, you take it on. 
you know, for example, so you're a sacral authority. I'm an emotional authority. If I were to come over one day and I'm like feeling a little sassy, like say I just like, I, I'm like, I got cut off in traffic or whatever. And I come into your house. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? You're automatically going to feel, you're gonna be like, fuck, what's wrong with her? And I might not even realize it, you know? So like we are always, so through an undefined center, you can like take on and amplify the energy of the people who have it defined. But like, even if you had, so, and this is also like can be conditioning that someone picked up. So if they, and there's other gates as well that can kind of lead to this, um, I don't have what it takes and, or like centers as well. But it's, it's very much like, even if you had a parent and they had that gate and you grew up feeling it and being around it, you could almost feel like it's who you are as well. So this is where it's really cool when you start challenging things. So like the more you become in tune with your energy type and your strategy, the more you become in tune with your, your authority, because you're going to be like doing, so I'm an emotional authority. I have to like usually wait 24 hours to make decisions. Um, I have my sacral defined as well. And the sacral is like a very instantaneous thing, but emotions are like not instantaneous, unfortunately. Um, I should say, unfortunately, but so I know that if I'm making a decision, somebody asks me to do something and I, I know that it's a no, but then my brain is like, well, now let's just like, you know, stop and ponder why you're going to trust a feeling that doesn't even make sense about this decision you're going to be making, you know, especially like, again, like quitting my job, my brain was like, what are you doing? Like, look at what you have worked for. You've put your blood, sweat, and tears into this. And I'm like, yeah, and guess what? Like, my body is currently dying on me. Cool. What do you want me to do? You know? So it didn't make sense. But, like, the more we can, like, challenge. So, like, if somebody asks you to do something and, and or say you get, oh, this will be a good example for you. So say you get uh, someone comes to you and they're like, you know what? You would be so good at, like, doing X, Y, and Z. And your sacral is like, hush, 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 like, I want to do that. And then your brain is going to kick in. It's going to be like, okay, let's just pump the brakes here. And let's talk about why you're not going to do that. Right away, there's an opportunity for you to be like, cool, I know I want to do this, but there's a story that I've picked up somewhere that's going to stop me from doing this. So how can I like find that story? And I love, um, like my favorite game to play with myself and with other people is, but why? Yeah, I but love that. Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And the more you keep going with it, um, the more you can you can really start to uncover the stories that aren't yours, you know. And the more that you can unwrap these stories that we've picked up, you'll step into more ease. You'll step into more alignment. You step into more flow. So, like, if you really believe that, um, like a nine to five job is the only way to be successful. You're never going to break away from that because that is your story. A big one I had to break. Um, so I never went to university. I just, I like jumped into banking. I, um, I did all of my training, all of my licensing through the investment industry. I, when I was younger, like I was like, I'm going to be an investment advisor. And I like did all of my trainings to do it. Um, and I believed that the only way I could be successful was if I'd gone to university and got a degree, or if I was an investment advisor, like literally anything else outside of that, my brain was like, no, we're not even going to humor you with this. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like, 
you want to teach like and I even like even when I remember I remember like having a conversation with my like one of the advisors I worked with once um and I said to him I was like I really feel like I'm meant to do more like I really feel like I I can I can have a go at like teaching yoga and Reiki and and human design like I can do this and he was like no 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 those are just things you do for fun like that can be your pocket change this is where you'll make your real money like like who says that you know um and it's not true like I'm doing my dream I'm living my dream and I am like I'm being successful at it you know like especially considering that I've just really kind of started getting more into like really being proactive with my human design the end of 2020 I didn't really share a lot about it before then um so it's but it's like I had to like rewrite that story I had to really get clear on where it came from and and this is where like it can also be really uncomfortable because we then have to look at stories that we've carried our entire life and can you understand that they're not your story as well as like hold space and love for the person you picked it up from Mm. you know and I love you said something that was so powerful about how we parent our children and I mean I think you're a parent you have a dog I have cats I think I'm a fair parent you know there are times I I think we parent even if we are around children at all. Yeah. You know? And we're, and we reparent ourselves, you know? We reparent ourselves, yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, they, they taught us the way they were taught. Exactly. But it's on us. And I think this is a really big theme for our generation and the one coming up is that we get to choose whether those stories are true or not. And we get to break how people are parents. Like, we are moving to a more, um, I don't want to say peaceful because I I don't know if that's the right word, but we are moving to a more version of homo sapiens that are deeper connected to ourselves and are deeper connected to family. And I mean, like I, the world we're living in right now, like, like it's literally going to hell, you know? And I think that it's because these beliefs and these systems, they're just so outdated. Like the, the United States is going off a book that's over 200 years old. Yeah. You know, and the thing is with structure and there are like certain people who have these gates as well and these channels, like it can't just be totally thrown up into the air. You know, it has to be done. It's like Jenga. You have to take it piece by piece. You have to take the things and like really examine why we have it. So if you're someone who's afraid of speaking up and afraid of speaking your truth, okay, cool. So if you have an undefined spleen, are you holding on to things that are no longer serving you? Are you afraid if you have... You know, are you afraid someone's going to leave you if you speak up? If you have an undefined um, solar plexus, you're really sensitive to people's emotions. Are you afraid that you're of a confrontation? Are you afraid that they're going to get upset? You know, there's just so many intricacies within the system where you can really just tap into the power. And I mean, and then you look at like the different placements of the planets with the different gates and how that ties in. And then you look at your different like motivations and like what you're motivated by to do here. I'm, I'm trying to recall what your, was yours hope? Yeah, I have hope. Yeah. Yeah. So like you are like someone who is motivated by looking to the future, like eye on the prize. What is it I see? Yeah. What is and it, it I want? Comes down to, you said the word too, and it comes down to, for me, and I, I hope this is relating to the listener. I believe it is because everything you're saying is resonating with me 
Um, and I hope that what I'm saying resonates as well. But for me, it's kind of like uh, with the values, that's something that I, mm. I've been working on values and I change my, I evolve my values. I have a system that I do within coaching. That is my number values are my number one coaching tool. Um, so it's not surprising to me that it's in my chart because mm. that has always been, I had this epiphany and I actually wasn't sure if I was going to share this today. But I'm going to share it. I'm going to do this. Oh, I, knew, I know I have to do, um, I know I have to do another episode right after yours. Um, just because I need to give the listener a little bit more inside of where I come from to know why I even started this podcast. But um, when I was a kid, I, um, I really had, I was, I, I loved to be alone when I was a child. But then I got into uh, teenage years and, you know, I always had a very small friend group, but teenage years, I had, I went through this whole need of acceptance, which I think, you know, I, I, that's very part of the human journey, right? Like we all yep. need and want to be accepted, but I had this thing where I wanted to be accepted, but I always felt like I had this guidance system, this set of values where if I stepped out of alignment with them to kind of play and learn and grow being a teenager and all the things teenagers do, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, that for <laughs> me had a really big repercussion in how I felt and also gossiping. So that's a very human thing. And I mean, when we're teenagers, I'm so glad I'm not living in the age of social media because I know that I... I feel like, and I feel like it was confirmed this morning with like this big aha moment that for me, I reflected by me really wanting to follow my values. I either felt really at odds when I wasn't, or if I tried to get my friends to follow the same values that I thought were correct, then I made them feel um, like they were doing something wrong. It wasn't anything I ever wanted to do. I didn't want to make anybody feel wrong, but I think my high standards of what I felt like I should do, um, I either held them or I didn't, which made me feel bad inside. If I held them, then my friend group, I made people feel bad. Mm. Then another thing that happened was there was a big neediness that happened with all of it. And so my whole point in saying all this is, is that the journey that we go on, that whole um, led me down to be very bullied. And I don't hold any resentment for that. I'm actually best friends with my bullies now. Like, honest to God, we, we had like come to Jesus moment. They had their tears and like their apologies. I have my like, hey, I wasn't perfect. I was needy. I was always like, no, guys, we can't do that. That's too wrong. You know, like this whole like being the police of the group, you know mm. what I mean? Like the moral police when they just wanted to have fun. Um, and then like them be like, yeah, whatever. And you what, get away from us. And then me be like, oh, I'm rejected. It was just a cycle. I see it for what it is. Um, but it led me to the fact that I've realized that right up until my tw late 20s, I had led a life of pain. And now I'm choosing pleasure. Mm. And so the difference between me is that I've realized that the first half of my life was about pain. If you're going to give a general theme, the second half of my life is about pleasure. Because the first and the first half of my life was about armoring up and um, and 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 kind of like staying within, withdrawn. And the, th the second half of my life is about connection. And the moment I opened up about connection was the moment I had people like you come into my life. Mm. Was the moment that I had all these things come into my life, and I've never felt closer to people. But I needed to find the pleasure within. I needed to find 
the self-acceptance within my own. I needed to really be rooted in my own values and to recognize that I, it's not my job to enforce that on others. It's not my job to push that on others. You know, it's my job to hold space for others so that they can find their own. So that, you know, all those things, but my whole point in saying this is, is that if anybody is wondering and they're saying, wow, you know what, I really want to have that clarity is that we need to do things like this. You need to get your natal chart read. You need to get your, if you're feeling it, you need to. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling any of the listeners what to do. I'm saying that if you are hearing me right now, then yes, you need to go get it done. You need to get your human design chart done. And I actually recommend, because I literally had both of them done, natal chart first, human design. I recommend that you get them both done because um, the, I feel so seen, Jennifer. Like I feel, I, and not just seen, I feel validated that, okay, I know what I'm here on earth for. I know mm. what I'm doing. Now it's confirmed. It's all good. Now the, the second half of my life gets to be the pleasure part. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> if I remember correctly, you're a four, six. Yeah. Is yeah. that your profile? Yeah. So remember that six lives its life in three stages. So the ah. first part of your life was about you're living, living it as a three. So it's almost like you feel like you're bumping into life and you're bumping into things, but it's not about failure. It's just discovery. You That's know, right. it's about, it's about because a three is very much this energy of like being able to say like, this isn't right. This isn't okay. And the only way they can do that is by going out and trying things like threes. You can't tell them that the water's hot. They got to touch it. That's yeah. literally like how they learn, you know, and, and then they transition into the six. So right now you're in your sixth phase, the second half of it. Um, and you're kind of like taking what you've learned and you're taking the wisdom you've gained and you're like, okay, what do I want to build with this? What do I want to bring forward? And like a four or six, like you're meant to build your dream life according to you and no one else. Exactly. So I love that you like had that epiphany. Well, and I feel like pleasure and pain is something for all of us. You know, I, I don't mm. feel like that's just for myself. And I, I, I equate pleasure and pain to the yin and the yang. Mm. Or or I, there's another way I say yang, but I know there's another way to pronounce it. But if you look at the symbol of yin and yang, it's like white, black and white, right? But in the there's a white dot and a black dot in each, right? And so it's not like you're going to live fully in pleasure and you're not going to live fully in pain. There's, you know, there there is pleasure and pain within pain and pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope this is making sense. Yeah, that was actually really beautifully said. But it's basically, thank you. Um, it's basically about the fact that uh, we have a choice. We can live in either one um, and we can't, we're all going to live in both. But my first half of my life, I know, set me up for the second half of my life. And I feel yeah. like that's true for everybody. I chose to per, to have a lot of psychological and emotional pain and even abuse. And I chose that. So that I know how it feels so that I have a voice and I can, I can put that into words and validate others who felt the same. So then, and now my job is to show everybody um, what it's like and show myself and, and not even show such a strong word, but yeah, just to be that so that other people can say, okay, you know what? I can live in pleasure. Even if I've lived my whole life in pain, I can live in pleasure now. And yeah. so, you know, and that's what I feel like my whole journey on earth is here to do, to help to people to like, just not be in resistance and disturbance within themselves all of the time. And to use it, like you said, so beautifully as a tool, like mm. our tools, if I'm feeling resistance, 
but why? Like you said, yeah. but why, right? And like you said, again, the another profound thing you said was the Jenga. You know, it's not like, now that you know this, if anybody's familiar with tarot, there's a tower card in tarot, you know, and everybody's afraid of the tower card, right? Because it's a card that usually it'll have a, a depiction of a tower and somebody falling out of it and it falling out, like um, the ground falling out from and underneath it, right? So no stability. Mm. Um, it's it's like that, it's like the, the world taking your bottom out from you, right? But you don't have to, if you recognize it before that happens, if you recognize it before, if I recognize that before I had the handbrake moment, I could have jangled it, you know, like I could have just pieced it out piece by piece so that my structure, yeah, it may get bare and thin like Jenga, but it's still standing. Mm. And so, you know, and in either way, there's no right or wrong in it. Your journey is your journey. And so if you choose Jenga, if you choose the tower, fine. If you choose Jenga, fine. But just know you have the choice, listeners. That's the main thing that I'm getting right now in um, just allowing myself to be open to it. But just know that we all have the choice to choose that. We can't, we cannot choose a life of full pleasure. We cannot choose a life of full pain. Um, mm. If you do, I mean, you're going to find, you're going to find pleasure. You're going to find pain regardless. But if you do, you're just not even going to be part of society. That's the other yeah. part of it. You know, we need to have uh, the availability to have both so that we can connect with others. It's, there's a reason for everything. And a lot of it comes down to um, connection and evolution. That's mm -hmm. my belief anyway. What a tangent that was. Wow. I love it. That's the biggest tangent I've had so far in this podcast. I like and it. Obviously because you've allowed the space for it. So thank you for allowing the space for it, Jennifer. And thank you for enlightening it within me. <laughs> oh man, that was amazing. I love it. That's a big and tangent. So here's the thing is that if you got the listener, if you know one thing, um, I'm sure out of this hour is that Jennifer has a way of making you feel seen. I think everybody needs her in your, you need her in your life. Not even kidding you. This is not bullshit. This is not me being anything. Um, I just know that this is her path in life her purpose in life. And for big or small, the audience of this podcast will get, uh, I hope that every single one of them takes your, um, you have a, an offering that you're giving the listeners for the next year. So 2021 and which is what Jennifer? Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and you're interested in a reading, you can get 15% off using the code Steph 15 at checkout. And you can find it on my website, which is Jennifer Louise wellness.com. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much then with that. So, uh, and I love that you use my name. I always, every, I think everybody loves to hear their name. So that is Steph 15, S-T-E-P-H 15. Yeah. Awesome. One five. At, at wellness.com. Is that right? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I love it. So before, um, cause I do have a little, like get, I, I have this little section at the end. Cause of my favorite part about podcasts is the, the, uh, rapid fire questions at the end. Oh my God. Before we get into that, no, they're fun. Don't worry. They're fun. Um, before we get into that though, is there anything you want to leave the listener with, um, in terms of human design that we didn't, they need to know before we sign off? The, so if you read anything about human design and it makes you feel disempowered, know that it has not been received. It has not been perhaps explained in the way that it should have been because it is the most empowering system. And the more that we can see 
you know, like we have the sun, we have the moon, the moon only shines in the nighttime, the sun shines in the day. Like we need both of these, we need our high vibration and our low vibration. And if you're ever feeling like your world is ending or you are lost or you're disconnected or you're trying to live somebody else's life, just know you can always return back inside. You can always return home. Um, and it's not about it being good or bad. It's about just embracing that, like all sides of us deserve to be loved. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's why I, I, I love everybody because that's, I just love, like, I, I know we are all love and, you know, we all mm. love, but I feel love for everybody, but I feel a really great, um, above love. I feel a really great respect and connection to you because of that, because I feel the same way. Um, I think that everything, even the dark shadow sides of ourselves deserve love. And okay. I refuse, refuse to see them as being negative. I, that's the hope, I guess. That's the hope part. So um, thank you for allowing me to be, to feel seen, Jennifer. Um, and I just want the listener to know that, you know, the hour that you'll spend with Jennifer will, will definitely do that for you too. I know it. And I've heard it before I did it. I heard it from others who know her. So, and know you, Jennifer. So thank you so much. Now to get to the fun part. Okay. So the rapid fire questions, I mean, it's all fun, but I love this a little bit. Um, okay. So it's Groundhog Day. And, but it's not Groundhog Day, like in the movies, you know, where it was like this horrible event over and over again. It was your favorite day. So if, if this is like, almost like you're heaven, but it's Groundhog Day in the best way possible. I want you to take us through your day. So what would you eat? What would you read or watch or listen to? Who would you have around you? And the who you have around you can be anybody. It doesn't, don't, no limits there. It could be anybody. Ooh, okay. So um, that's a really good question. So I would, and it's like, if I could make my own day, that's great. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can even okay. make your own day from all uh, ancient times to now. I don't care. This is okay. our power podcast. This is your day. Um, so I would, I would definitely love to wake up and meditate and do yoga, but have it by the ocean. Um, and I would have one of like my dearest friends ever. I actually haven't seen her in well over a year. Um, she lives in the States and I, she would be there with me and we would just, snack on all the most delicious breakfast foods. We would be by the ocean. We would be chatting about all things woo. The day would just be laughter. It would just be filled with like laughter and the tears of love. And, and I would just be in a space where I could see other people being happy and being seen. Um, I would just be surrounded by people who wanted to be seen, who were, you know, who were these just brave, courageous souls who wanted to laugh and feel their toes in the sand. Um, it would be filled with like so much good food. My kitty cats would be there. I have four of them. Um, <laughs> so God only knows what they'd be doing. My parents would be there, my dad and my stepmom. Um, and we would just, it would just be a day that was it was just peace and like love. It would be filled with love. Um, there would be adventures. There would be hiking up. For some reason, I keep seeing myself in like Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So, but for some reason, I think that's where it would take place. Um, and yeah, it would just be this, yeah, magical, magical day. And it would end with like delicious food. So I'm not a like drinker. Um, so there wouldn't be any alcohol or anything, but it would be like a lot of carbs. 
Yeah. A lot of carbs. Oh man. I die for carbs. Definitely. Oh my, I don't know why I started to fill up when you were describing your day and I'm not sure what hit me. I think it was just like, I just felt the love from it. Yeah. I started to cheer up a little bit there. Um, Yeah. First time that's happened, but it's beautiful. Yeah. I just, I love, like I, when I read for people, like I've had, um, like even yesterday when I was reading for you, I came really close to tears because it's like, you just, I see people in just this beautiful, like I just see them and I see, I see the light and I can see the things that they've judged. And I just want them to see themselves the way I see them. And the more that I can help people feel seen, the more I can help people not judge themselves. Like that is all, that is all I want to do. I love that. We are on the same mission. I'm telling you, we are on the Mm. same mission. So I'm so glad that you're in this world. I'm so glad that you're on this mission with me at this time in this world. Um, Just thank you so much, Jennifer, for being you. I'm so excited. I hope we get tons of listeners for this one. And I hope you get tons of people um, just because you deserve it. You deserve it. Sweet. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I just felt the need to say that. And uh, (laughs) so for the listener again, at jenniferlouisewellness.com, get in there. I'm Mm -hmm. actually, at some point, I'm going to get my chart done. Um, I'm going to get the human design chart done for my husband. And I want to get it for both my parents. And maybe mm. even my brother. So uh, Jennifer, you got four charts coming your way soon. <laughs> love it. Here for it. Here for about it. The ones that I dearly love, right? Yeah. So um, thank you so much for your time today. It has been a pleasure. And uh, I hope to have you on again. Um, maybe we can uh, talk about uh, more woo-woo things. Yes. Thank you so much, you radiant soul. You too. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Well, that concludes this episode of the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and don't forget to share to anyone you think would enjoy it. And remember, we are all a little woo woo. That's what makes you you. Much love to you all. Until next time.